0: What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages nine to 16, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on our 18th year of marriage. So, yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood, and I'm working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers, and create a world where fathers know who they are as they show up for their families. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and of course have fun in the messiness of it all. I'm so stoked for you to hear from today's guest, Skylar Lewis. This is his second time on the show. He has built an incredible Christian businessmen's organization, empowering men to live to their full potential. He recently launched his book, The Two-Day CEO, which we go into the principles of the book, as well as how Skylar is living that out. And we just have a wonderful conversation, digging deep into some very practical applications to help men lead their home. Enjoy hearing from my friend, Skylar. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fatherhood Field Notes. I kind of wish this was live right now because I'm so jacked, except I need a haircut. But I want to welcome Skylar Lewis to the podcast. Second time on the show. Skylar, what's up, man? Thanks for being here. Yeah,
1: dude. Super excited, man. This is such a uh, blessing. I had such a great time on uh, the last time
0: I was on and uh, lots changed, man. It's good to see your face. Dude, a lot's changed, which we'll get into that. That was episode number 26. And you know, something about Skylar is, you know, when you're in Skylar's presence, there's definitely this level up mentality. You want to show up with your best. And so just to sit here and get to, to, to rap with you for an hour is great. And it's fantastic that other dudes get to listen to this. So just since not everybody knows you, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. How old are you today? I'm 36. Dang. Okay. 36. How many years you've been married? I've been married for 12 years,
1: man, 12 uh, turbulent and amazing years at the same
0: time. (laughs) That's a good word, turbulent. It's like, okay, how do I take that? But as a dude, you're like, yeah, bro, turbulent is a great word to use and doesn't get you in trouble with the wife probably because you can kind of read it a couple ways. Um, How many kiddos do you guys have? We have two boys. I got
1: a six-year-old little man named Jeremiah and a nine-year-old named Brendan
0: jeremiah and brendan okay any more gonna be coming down the pipes heck no dude heck
1: <laughs> no we are good we're so blessed with two two boys yep love it and where do you guys live we're in uh we're now in dallas man or actually just outside of dallas by south Lake grapevine we're in a place called uh argyle it's a uh, population 3600 we're on 16 acres uh yeah cool cool little spot out here
0: love it awesome we'll get into that a little bit more So, I do want to recap, you know, just to give people the idea of really what's possible in just a couple year period. Uh, You and I sat down and had a podcast, episode 26. It was uh, Q4, 2019. And in that conversation, we talked a lot about all the personal development that you had done so you shared 8 years of of going to a lot of events and retreats and like learning and digging into who you are and then feeling as though there was something missing there wasn't something out there specific for christian businessmen that also it, it wasn't I don't I hate to say it like this but it wasn't like hey let's just sit around a room and and like I don't know lift each other up. It's like let's bring some seriously gnarly badass stuff into an event. And so what was so cool is at that, that that conversation you and I had, you said kind of nonchalantly in a way, that I'm actually going to do my first event. I'm going to do my own event and I'm doing it in January. You should go. And uh bro, I went and it was next level. And here's here's my reasoning for going. I'm like, all right, this dude spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on personal development. He's going to do of eight years. He's going to put everything into his first event. So I'm going to go gain, you know, like $100,000 worth of knowledge in a weekend uh, for pennies on the dollar. And I Smart did, man, <laughs> I did, bro. It was so <laughs> savage. Um, <laughs> anything to say about that? Because, I mean, I could say a couple more things about it if you want. Uh that's pretty funny, man. That was that was a wild first event. It was my right. I had this vision of putting
1: on this epic, epic Christian business owner event, dude. So I, uh, yeah, it was just pretty funny that you were. Well, a, it was awesome. You were down to come and you know try it out, and B, it was kind of a wild event. We had two guys quit. After the first night, I right? was just uh, it was a. Uh, <laughs>
0: and I told you this, bro. I told you I was like, this is stage. These people didn't quit. But then, <laughs> when I got to know you a bit more, I asked you because I, th- you know, I thought it was trying to build up on the hype of it. Like, oh, dude, two guys quit from last night, and and you're like, no, dude, they straight up quit because, you know, that was pre like right now. If you go to Rise of Kings website, you could see okay, it's pretty savage, but. The first one, which I feel so honored to have been a part of it, is it was like show up in this parking lot and have two pairs of clothes, essentially. And it's a Christian thing. And um, I'll just say this, you know, like I showed up there and then this dude shows up. And it's not just I wasn't expecting the hey, mother effers get on the ground. and 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 I'm not taking any bullshit from anybody. And I really appreciated that. I felt like I was treated like a man. At the event, and it brought that kind of gnarliness to it. Um, and I just I kind of thrive on that. So, dude, it was killer. It was killer. Yeah, it was awesome. And now it
1: all just started with the. What's funny is just a vision, right? Literally mm-hmm. two months before, I had a vision, and I I had this vision before, but two months before, I decided to finally take action. Within two months, had an event going, right? But I I had kind of thought through some of the things, and then you know, we'll talk about it. But two years later, like, uh, dude. Just amazing things have happened. It's wild what can get done in, in two years, in a couple of years. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. And and now, you know, and shoot, a month after that or two months after that COVID hit, right? But a couple of things I just want to point out for dudes who are listening. First, first, Skylar worked on himself before this even was the vision. Like invested in yourself, invested in your marriage. You know, I just was talking to a guy today, man, who's struggling with his marriage, and he's like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to go to counseling. You know, we're thinking about going to counseling. And I'm like, dude, invest in that, bro. This is your life. Um, and so, one thing I want to point out, Skyler invested himself heavily. Two, he had a vision. From the vision, he took action. From action, two months later, COVID hit. Now, today, we're recording this, and Skyler just stepped in from running Ruck 23. So, the 23rd event. It's like you just shift, pivot, figure it out.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. That was after COVID hitting, man. We're, we're, the world shut down. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I guess this is a sign. I'm not meant to do events, right? Nope. No, I had to keep, I had to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Dude, I just, I just want to throw this out there. I just listened to a podcast the other day of this 34 year old woman who is like crushing it. And she ma- she's a believer. And she makes this comment uh, that Christians stop too many times because when 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 a struggle comes along they're like i guess the door's being shut and she's like i would have quit so long ago if i read every struggle as a god shutting the door like stop saying that keep pushing forward and i thought dude that's what's up that's powerful we read in. she was like you we read into taking too much meaning from everything like if you have a vision go execute on it Just, dude it's super good all right so i want to jump into this first you moved from Southern California to Texas. And a lot of people are moving right now. So when I when I'm in a conversation with a dude, I really want to uncover just a couple nuggets from you as dudes might be thinking, hey, I want to move my family. And so maybe you could just share what was like something really great that came from it? What was a struggle that came from it that you didn't realize?
1: Yeah, so something staying on right your talk track those questions because I could go off on a, a ton of stuff around this topic. But uh, one of the uh, a blessing that came from it, man, was um, what, taxes. We major tax break was obviously a blessing. Let me list out a couple of the blessings and the good things that came from. One was was tax breaks. Uh, two was uh, just meeting some cool people. There's a lot of awesome people out in Texas. And three is we have more land, man. We have more property. We're not in the concrete jungle which we were in mm-hmm. in Southern California. And so we have more property. We have uh, also a lot more freedom, specifically in Texas. Uh, it's a wild, the Texas pride, man. It, so I have a, uh, we have a guest house. And inside the guest house, there is a, a kitchen, uh, a second kitchen. And uh, inside, g- guess what shape the sink is? Guess what shape they cut the sink out in?
0: Texas? Yeah, the state of Texas. <laughs> that's what's up dude. that's serious texas, texas pride, dude
1: 100 <laughs> percent. there's texas stars everywhere like you don't see that in california you don't see people cutting their sinks out in the shape of california like there's no california pride it's like the texas dude they're like everywhere so yeah super cool being in a, a, a state that has a lot of pride and that really cares about mm. their independence and keeping their um, their culture strong so very 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 cool um, and I'd
0: say the, um, what was the second question? It was what, what was like an unforeseen struggle in it, right? You're moving your wife and your two boys. So was there on un- any unforeseen kind of struggle that you came across? Yeah, I think just the, the disconnect
1: and leaving friends and family, mm-hmm. like, and then how, how difficult it was a little bit more difficult to make friends out here since we've been out here. So cool people, I mean, we're pretty busy, uh, but it's just to, 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 I mean it's all new. It's all new friendships. So we don't have the depth of friendships, right? Friendships from many, many years in California. Now we leave that. And uh so that I think that was that was foreseen, but I didn't realize it, it was a lot, it's gonna be it was a lot more challenging, right? To to make those friends and it kind yeah. of connected and 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 yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that's a big thing that holds people back, you know, especially grandparents and maybe brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, cousins. So when you're sitting there going Ah, we should just stay, right? When you're having that conversation with your wife, and you're like, "We should just stay because of family and relationships." What's that piece that you go, you know, what? This is too important to stay, and I, and I don't think it's just a tax reason, right? Because no, you're, no, you're taking your family. So what is that? What is that piece that mm-hmm. pushes you over the edge?
1: Yeah, for us, the biggest thing was uh, really the political side of stuff in California. So mm-hmm. it was vaccines. It, you know, we didn't want to get our kids vaccinated. We didn't. We just we just saw the state that we were in uh, continuing to get more more liberal and just uh, just really tighten up on, on restrictions of uh, just less freedom. And so as yeah. we as we just saw, we didn't see that stopping anytime soon. So I said, okay, we have a chance. We can go to a state that really values freedom and independence, or we can stay here and it's probably going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And so at that point we had to make the decision and yes, bonuses were taxes and all this other stuff, but really it was, Hey, I don't want to get stuck here because if we, mm-hmm. if we don't leave now with our ages of our kids, we we're going to be here. We may end up being here for a long time and we just wanted to go take a risk and and see what was on the other side. We had never right that we had never been out of the state and lived out of the state. We've been out of the state, but we didn't live out of the state. So yeah. it was the yeah. overall man, epic experience, like totally loving it. Would never. I mean, we don't even think about California anymore. It is just a major. Like, I mean, we're having so much freaking fun on the property, just meeting new people, the um, the culture, the restaurants, the uh, just it's all of it's a lot of it's it's very novel. It's 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 a lot of fun.
0: Cool. Something you said. I just want to reiterate is uh, we we chose to take a risk. So, you know, what that says is at the end of the day, you know, you're having multiple conversations with your wife, you're doing pros and cons list, you're doing this, this and this. And at the end of the day, you only know what you know. And so you, you take a risk and I, and then you said, we took a risk and we're going to see what's on the other side. And I just want to encourage men like to live that way. That's fun. Like you are a man and you are supposed to take risk, calculated risk, but still risk. Otherwise you just do the same thing forever. And if that's what you like, cool. But if you feel like you want to take a risk, or something stern inside you, just freaking do it. Well, so, on, on
1: we'll, that note, note go for quick, it, man. That's uh, and that's kind of what we teach on, right? With, with Rise of Kings, is getting guys uncomfortable, is getting mm. getting in a painful, like being okay with the pain. And, and guess guess, why do you think people don't want to take a risk? It's because they're afraid of the pain. They're afraid mm-hmm. of the discomfort, right? Like not having the friends. Not they're afraid of all of the pain. When in reality, man, the the more we can live on, the like guys get fired up by living on the edge. Like that's where we mm-hmm. thrive. Uh, we mm-hmm. become kind of numb when stuff's too comfortable. And so we, we almost have to take a risk to like get get outside of our comfort zones and then taking risk becomes easier. So like, yeah, I, dude, I love that you challenge guys to take a risk and live. That's dude, that's how you live. It's freaking awesome. That's what I admire about you is your, your willingness to go do stuff outside the box, right? Move to Hawaii. Just the things you've done represent taking a risk and being fun and living a life of an adventure.
0: And that's what it comes down to is, is just being willing to take that one step, you know, and, and, you know, people are like, Oh, that's wild. You moved to Hawaii or probably to you that's wild. You just picked up and moved. They don't. And it's not that I have anything much more, you know, as far as I'm not crazier, I'm not, I just am willing to put myself out there just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a taste of that risk. You get a taste of like what it does for your family. So with that, with that being said and I do want to come back to the comfort thing in a little bit but for your boys, okay, 6 and 9 pretty good ages to move. Have either of them experienced anything where you've had to show up for them as they've gone to new schools and are experiencing like a new way of life? Great
1: question. Um the uh, so Jeremiah's making friends quicker than than Brandon was making friends. And so I've had to uh I think during this time of transition, I I had a uh my mentor who's a who's a pastor of a church. He he told me uh, hey dude, during this time, during this transition, you gotta you gotta love on your family even mm-hmm. more. Like this has to be, mm-hmm. you have to show up even more than you've been showing up and just be there for them because whether they show it on the outside or not, this could be a little this could be some turmoil. There could be some turmoil, right? They could be going through stuff. And so I've just been more present with them, mm-hmm. just more, more aware of their emotions or ups and downs and just being being there by their side as they're moving into a brand new environment. And especially Jessica, it's probably been, it's been easier for her, but also harder for hard for her too. So I've just been present with her and, and, and really, uh, yeah, taking the time out that that's needed. So if you're going to move, don't just say, Hey, my family's going to be good with it. You know, you're going to have to invest a little bit more and take care of them a little bit more as they journey into this new land.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dig it. Dig it. Okay. So Dude, you just came out with a book and I think it's a perfect transition to go, how is this possible? You know, you own a business in California and you live in Texas and you just released a book called The Two-Day CEO. And killer bro. And so here's what I'll say about it and then I'm going to ask you some questions. I read it in four hours on the flight um, or on a flight. I read the whole thing. I got four pages of notes. And what I love about Skylar is jam-pack every possible piece of value into something, right? I mean, whether it's a three-day event for dudes, it's it's always going to be over the top, over the top. And so as I read it, I go, this is one of those books that's just pretty much a framework that you could take and utilize. And so I want to look at it from two perspectives because as dudes are listening, maybe you're a business owner, maybe you are not. So I want to look at it from both perspectives of the the framework, the tools. So there's 18 lessons in there. So, as a business owner, I want to talk about it and then the perspective of an employee working for a company, who they're working for, still designing some freedom. So, before we jump into those, any initial thoughts that you have or would want to share that I maybe missed on leading up to what this is about? As far as the book launch? Yeah.
1: Um. Uh, no, just pump, man. Pumped to to have a book. I, I worked on this thing for two years, literally. Right around the time I started Ruck, I'm like, you know what? I need to come out with a book. And that was a that was a very hard project. I mean, a very challenging project. Writing a book and launching it and and editing it and this whole process. And so, no, I'm just grateful to have it out and be able to share my uh, my journey, dude. My ups and downs of being a business leader and a family man, and do tons of failures and uh, mistakes and I put all that stuff in the book. Just I want to be as real as I can, right? Becoming successful in any area of life is not a, it's not a straight line. It's not an easy journey. So you just have to be willing to take a risk, own it and kind of just keep moving forward. So it's uh, yeah,
0: dude, I will say that um, the book is definitely like, uh, let me basically rip off every bandaid <laughs> and just expose it yeah. and go, this is what I learned from it. I mean, from heavy relational things to financial things to pretty much nobody could look in your past and go oh wait a second you didn't share this it's it's all in there um which I think as a man is great to hear because then you don't feel alone in the struggles that you've had
1: yeah and a lot of people I've just um, I've been just in the last couple of years man all about authenticity and being real and being truthful so many men just we we wear a mask seeking approval of other people even with when we don't think we seek approval we still do and so i've just been trying to just be real and so yeah in this book man I share that I cheated on Jessica, do the woman of my dreams. Like, and I put that out to, there to the entire world. And I'm, gonna right. be, I'm speaking on this book on stages and like, it's kind of a big deal, but it's real. It's real mm-hmm. and it's a lesson and I want to sh- sh- share my mistakes. So, right, guys don't feel alone and also maybe they don't make the same stupid mistake that I did.
0: Dude, for sure. Yeah. So right now you own a business in California and you work two days a week on it. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I was going ch- to, I had to make a decision to change the name or not.
1: So no, I don't work two days a week. I was working for five years, two days a week. I had learned to systemize the business and get it to run on its own. That's what I teach. Uh, and then I started doing one day a week when COVID hit for a whole year, tested it out. The business ran well, actually imp- increased in profit. And then I moved to Texas and now I'm doing one hour a week on a Zoom call with my executive team. And so... Um, and then I just switched to one hour every other week, so I just can't keep changing the name. So it's two days. It's a two day CEO, but it's you know I'm at I'm at dude. It's amazing. I'm literally the business runs on its own. I have a general manager, some managers. The whole thing just just I mean, not easy, but that like it's totally possible. And that's why I wrote it the the book. It's totally possible for people with the right systems and processes, and you developing your own leadership skills to get a team that can run on its own and have the employees actually love it. They have more fun running the business than they did when I was micromanaging them every day.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, if I saw a book on the shelf that said one hour, a, you know, two hour a month CEO, I'd be like, that's a bunch of crap. Totally. But yeah. the two day CEO, you go, okay, I could buy into that. That that at least piques my interest. But what's cool is once somebody gets there, if you continue down the path of the process, yeah. the system, then you can get to where you're at, which uh, what I love is you're you're running that um, but you're putting a whole bunch of time now into what you're really passionate about, which is the Rise of Kings and and other things, I'm sure, in your family. My friends, I am so sorry to interrupt this incredible conversation. However, I have something I have to share with you. Over the years, I've been looking for the perfect way to communicate to a father how important and significant his role is, while also connecting him to his children. I have come up with a children's book called The Adventure of Fatherhood. It is beautiful. The imagery, the verbiage, it is going to speak to the hearts of fathers everywhere and help show them how incredible they are. It doesn't matter if you are a dad of a newborn, dad of little kids, or dad with older kids and you just love a great story. This children's book is going to be the one on your shelf that you want to pull off and read over and over and over. It will allow you to tell your story to your kids and to connect with them. But right now, we are raising money to get this into the hands of thousands and thousands of fathers. You can go to Kickstarter, which is where we are doing the fundraising. And to find that, you can go to our website com or adventureoffatherhood.com. You can get the link in the show notes. You can find it on Facebook, Instagram at adventure of fatherhood or Rebell and create, or of course on my personal Ned shout. If I know you in any way, I will find a way to make sure that you have that link so that you can go pre-order a copy of this beautiful book, the adventure of fatherhood. And my hope My hope and dream and desire is that this book finds its way into the hands of thousands of fathers to help invite them into their role. Help be a part of making this a reality. Thank you and back to the show. So here's what I want to do. There's 18 lessons in the book. And so I want to ask you, if you were to dig into one of those lessons, like what's your, you're like, man, this one is so critical. Which one would that be? And talk about that for a minute. And then I'm going to share which one is mine. And then I want to talk about from the employee perspective. Yeah. The one I I lead into is
1: lesson 10, which is character accounts. And Mm, on this journey, man, of of trying to be the best man I can be, I realized my character was crap, right? I lied. I lied about stuff in business. I cheated Mm -hmm. on things. I mean, even if it was what I considered small lies, right? Taking a little bit of money, writing off a lunch, a business lunch that actually wasn't a business lunch these little things that would start to show like, Hey, I got some gaps. I got some cracks in my character.
0: Like mm. there's ways
1: that I'm showing up, which isn't, I'm not showing up as a powerful man. Like a, a godly man, a man that is a man of character. And, um, and yeah, that was a game changer. I started to, I started to realize through just some feedback that I got, luckily I had some people that cared enough about me to share and be real with me, uh, that, Hey, I was, I was BSing myself. I was kind of full, full of crap in certain areas. And so I had to start to work on my character. And so I I, I titled it "Character Counts" is because it's like we work on. Ha- you could have all the money in the world, but if you have poor character and and, and you're not seen as a man of character, you, and you know in your heart you're not a man of character, you're not going to be happy. So it's 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 when I started showing up as a man of character and values that I started to be able to um, be proud of who I was, like every single mm. day, waking up when I said I was going to wake up, being a man of my word. Like all of these things. And so, uh, and it's not easy. I mean, even last night, dude, I will not share exactly what, but I kind of screwed up in, in a certain area and I had to acknowledge it and I shared it with my wife and got, you know, and so I, um, so I, I, I'm practicing, right. Authenticity and, and, and transparency, which are some character traits. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of a journey, man, of, of practicing to, to be a man of character and just putting in the work and, and being willing to be okay with the pain of, of getting called out when you're not, you know. When you're not living as a man of character.
0: Yes. Let me ask you about this because so character, whether you're running a business or you're running your household. And I think Skylar and I would both say your household is numero uno, you know, so these lessons, this framework, if you could implement this in your home, uh, you're going to have such a fruitful home, but one of the gnarly questions you ask. Okay. So the rise Up Kings, uh, onboarding process is no joke. And I remember being on the phone with you. Okay, because let me preface this. My wife would tell you that I'm like the most honest person. So I'm not going to lie about... Uh, like if somebody overpaid me change, I always give it back. I mean, anything. It's like I'm, I'm always trying. But the question was, do you, do you ever lie? Or do you lie about anything? Something to that extent was the question you asked me in the onboarding process. And I'm like, no, dude, I don't lie. And you said, no, everybody lies about stuff or something like that. And really challenged me to like, okay, what do you lie about? And so it challenged me to go, okay, well, I don't lie. I'm not a liar compared to everyday people, but yeah, I'm sure that I don't always give the full honest truth. Sometimes there's things that I'm, I'm like kind of in the gray on. So as you've pursued this, so from Skylar's perspective, as you've pursued this life of honesty, how do you still, I mean, you're. do you still lie? Do you still find yourself living in the gray? And then is the difference that the lies don't fully ever go away? Maybe they're really minimal, but that you're finding that you... Own up to it, like whatever happened last night. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk to me about that for a minute.
1: Yeah, I think, and so we we all lie, and so there, there there's a we, we just came out with an advanced course called the Forge, epic, epic five day like classroom style uh, training, and, and the guy that I hired was one of the world's like top facilitators, and he does it with me. And his um his saying is we're all criminal. Some of us are mm. just more arrestable than others. That's dope. Yeah. We're all, criminal, man. At some yes. level, dude, we are all at some level criminal. We're doing something that's criminal. We just dude, some of the guys get arrested, but at, so this, this ties into honesty, right? So for me, I mean, honesty could be, someone says, how's your day going? You say, oh, it's good. And if it's not going good, that was a lie. Mm-hmm. So like it's, it's deep. And I, I don't think, and of course we're not going to be perfect at this. That's why I asked, are, are we, you know, our we're, we're liars. We, we lie. Human beings lie. We're just not, we're not even honest with ourselves sometimes. Right. You know right. I mean? We think, we think we're okay, but we're not okay. We're like lying to ourselves about what we really want in life. We want something bigger. We're like, no, I don't really want, I don't want, you know, I don't want to go after that dream. Well, no, yeah, you do. You're just lying to yourself. So we're just always, we're just, we're just lying creatures. And so I think the game is just being aware that, Hey man, shoot, I'm not being fully honest and then kind of owning it. Like you said, or if I yeah. don't own it, then I just I realize, hey, I'm, but it's when we live in when we're naive about it, and we we don't think, hey, I don't, I don't lie about anything. I'm not dishonest. I don't do half truths. I don't do gray. Like I'm just, it's always black and white, and I'm always truthful. Then that's that's usually BS. For I mean, the mo- the men that I've seen that have the most integrity still struggle with not being completely honest. And so I think I think the game is just not being naive about it, and then making small. Small pro- It's all about small progress. It's not like night and day differences. You know, change. It's hey, yeah. progress on, on being more truthful and more honest
0: and more authentic. Love it. Okay, so just for dudes to consider, I think sometimes if I go, I'm a liar, right? Because we, if we're all going to say, "Yep, man, I lie," I could fall onto like too far to one side, saying it doesn't matter because I'm just going to keep lying. Okay, and then I could fall too much to the other side and go like, "You're such a piece of crap. You're a liar." So is in the middle of that this kind of dance of I wanna be authentic and I and I self-reflect and hold myself accountable. Would that would would that be the middle road, would you say?
1: Yeah, I think I think in life, man, it's it's rarely black and white. We need to live within the tensions of life.
0: The tension of it. Yeah, it's the tension yep. of it. It's like, ah, oh, am
1: I, am I we gotta live in, we gotta wrestle with it.
0: Mm-hmm, I think wrestling mm-hmm.
1: with topics and these topics is fantastic. It's when we say either like, no, I'm good, or like we're very absolute. It's wrestling with ideas and topics like, huh, could I, could I be a little, could I be dishonest sometimes, right? Wrestling with that is, is powerful. Jesus told parables and the parables got people to wrestle with it. They weren't, they weren't clear. They weren't Mm -hmm. clear. You had to wrestle. You had to sit, you had to chew on it. You had had to go, what does that freaking mean? What, like, what does that really mean? Like he told that he, that's the way, like that's the way he taught. And so I don't want to give guys the straight answer always. I might share something where they have to wrestle with it. And so yeah. I think living within the tension of it is powerful. So not not on the extremes, be in the, right in the middle of just trying to be the best and just trying to catch yourself and not beating yourself up, which some guys, right after training hundreds of guys, a lot of guys have a tendency to take the hammer out and beat themselves up. Yeah. on a uh, on a regular basis right like why'd you do that you pussy like they're just they just talk crap to themselves in their head right negative yep. self-talk yeah so we don't want to be that guy and we don't want to be the naive guy it's like no everything's good uh it's like no, ah, no there are some issues so yeah.
0: yeah okay so dude less than 10 character counts that really just reminds me of a chapter that i loved about life happening for you would you talk about that for a minute yeah dude it's uh it's just a great concept that
1: life happens for you, not to you. Um, and it's been spoken before by, by lots of other people. It's a a generally, I think a known concept, but that's a simple way to say it. So life happens for you, not to you. Meaning if you believe everything happens for a reason and usually for the good, right? There's some, there's some benefit. Like I use a victim says life's happening to me. Mm -hmm. Someone that, is responsible comes from a place of responsibility says life is happening for me. Like there was something that I was meant to get out of this. I have some responsibility in this. And so the power is like through life's experiences is finding out, finding the blessing, finding the ruby, finding the diamond in the rough, like, Hey, dude, I just got embezzled from from my office manager. Did this happen to me or did this happen for me? Oh crap. I, my wife just cheated on me. Did this happen for me or did this happen to me? Like, what's the lesson I'm supposed to learn? Like, what am I mm-hmm. supposed to get out of this? And so when we live that way, life's not this stressful thing of, of, of just having all these darts thrown at you. It's, it, they're actually like everything has a, it's a blessing in disguise. And so I, my mindset, dude, is, is a hundred and eighty from where it used to be. Everything that happens, I have a guy quit on me. Well, man, what's the lesson? What am I supposed to learn from this? Like, how can I level up from this experience? You know, this happened for me, not to me. And so that's been, yeah. that's been a major
0: mindset shift. I dig it. So let me just lean into this for a minute, because this is a little bit of a challenge. So I'll share my perspective on this, and then you can tell me what you think. I think sometimes, especially as believers, we lean into that, like, God did that to you. Okay, so this whole life happened for me. I think people could go, oh, well, God let this happen to teach me a lesson. That's what I felt like I kind of grew up learning is that God dictated all these things. Now, the place that I'm at now is that God gave us all free will and freedom. And so people make decisions and everyone's impacted by decisions. But through anything that happens, I get to choose, did this happen to me, be a victim, or did this happen as an opportunity for me to learn and grow as a human? Um, Any other thoughts around that? Agree, disagree? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, completely, completely
1: agree. There's a verse called, there's a verse Romans 828 in all things. God works out everything for the, for the good of those who believe in him, right. Who glorify him. So everything works out for the good of those. And so if you believe that, if you believe
0: that, then like, it's a very powerful, powerful verse. Uh, I think people use it incorrectly. Sometimes it's like, Oh, your, your kid just died from cancer. Hey, God can, God can, you know, it's almost like you make people feel like God allowed that to happen. Yeah. 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 For exactly. you. And that's where it's a dangerous game. hundred percent, man. It how get, you're interpreting that. Because what happens is God,
1: what's the Romans 8, 28, in all things, God works out. Yeah. So it is, uh, in all things, God works for the good. So he worked it for the good. It doesn't mean he did it. Yeah. All right. So he's going to work it after the fact. I cheated on Jessica early on in a relationship. He didn't want me to do that. He didn't
0: force that to happen. But he's used it for a lot of good now. Because you chose to embrace it. I mean, you still had to go, I'm waking up tomorrow and I'm going to go choose to do this. So it's not like Skylar's better than the dude who didn't. It's just you woke up and chose. You chose to take the harder route and confess and then make changes. And some of us run from that. Yeah, because, well, I had to, sat, to sit there and wrestle, and I'm like, "Why, God, why did this happen? Why
1: did why'd you allow me to do this, right? And it's like, well, there's some lesson. There's some blessing in it. Well, what's the blessing? Well, I'm like, shoot, maybe I'm supposed to share this with other people. Maybe mm-hmm. my pain, there's a, there's a saying that your pain is your your path. Your uh, your mess is your message, right? And so mm-hmm. your mess is your message. And so what happens is many times our mess messes become our message. Like things that we've screwed up on or the things that have happened to us now are are working for us. Like the 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 child, right? The 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 you living as a troubled youth. Like right? maybe now you're serving troubled youth. This is now your message. This is what you're teaching on and you're sharing with. So it's it's very powerful how God can use the most profound, devastating things and use them for to really make a profoundly positive impact.
0: Yeah. Yes. Love it. All right. So then I'm going to shift over my the lesson that I'm wrestling with the most. Um, Is lesson 13 which is simplify to scale and i would say that for me it's both in my home and in my business is it is it is a is a struggle but there was a i think an albert einstein quote you had in there which was pretty dope um shoot what was that it was on simplify to
1: scale it was any any fool can complicate things it takes a genius to simplify yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's true, man. Anybody could... Yeah, I love that. Anybody could complicate... So yeah, any fool could complicate things, but it takes a genius to simplify. And so I'll just say right there, I'll use it as in in, in your home. So dudes listening to this, you probably are on a personal development path. You're probably listening to podcasts. You're probably trying to figure out how to grow. And sometimes we can try to do too much. And I think that's what I have done in my home at least the last uh, 12 months is sometimes... I overwhelm my family with like, oh, well, Skylar's doing this thing and and this guy's doing this and this guy's doing this. And so I try to implement all of them because they are all rad, but then they don't do anything at all because I didn't just pick a few things that really felt right for my family. Just because something is really good or could be good doesn't mean you have to do it. And with our Instagram world and with, you know, we get inspired by so much, it almost complicates our life a little bit too much. So um, I'm I'm making some big changes in my personal life for my family and my business to scale my life by simplifying. Any thoughts around that, Skylar?
1: Yeah, you took it totally uh, a different route, right? Because we talk about it in business, right? McDonald's, they simplified their processes to be mm-hmm. able to scale, right? All these companies simplify. I love it, though. Right. How do you take this and apply it towards your personal life? How do you make your life more simpler to be able to scale it and to improve it? And, uh, yeah, my thought around that, what popped into my head, man, is that when I started tracking my habits personally, mm-hmm. uh, my habit tracking, I went back to 2014 when I started, to, I used to track my, my daily habits, all the things I wanted to build into a habit. I tracked it every day. And I look back at my list. And I think there's about 40 different things I tracked every single day. Did I say something nice to somebody? Did I connect with somebody emotionally? Did I do this? I And I, I did it for months. And then over the years, it just went... And now I track eight things. I track eight things to make sure that I'm staying on point as a man. And my faith and my family and my fitness and in my finances, the four, Rise of Kings four pillars. And so I've simplified it. And so, dude, 100%. The more... I love how you said the Instagram world. We just, I see so many people like, yeah, about five books. I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that. It's like, no, no, no. Finish and go deep instead of going wide. Right. Mm-hmm. I think you, in, in life we can simplify by going, by going deep, not by doing a ton of different things. Get good at loving on your kids. Get good at, right. Improve this year's sexual relationship with your emotional intimacy with your wife this year. Right. Maybe next year it'll be something different. Like learning to say, I do, I, I love it
0: yeah powerful so just break this down real quick so you you pick four core values okay and then you track a habit for each one so a dude who's like oh man I, I could track eight things now i know this is a rise Up King thing and if you're in the group you get a habit tracker on your app and there's points it's super rad what are those eight things if a dude start is just starting to think about man okay i could at the end of the day ask myself was i did i xyz
1: yeah uh, the one of the hardest things for men to do is to stay balanced and to stay intentional in each area of their life. It's like they're spinning 10 different plates around right and and, and, and they go they go work on their business with their professional life and their their marriage plate slows down then mm-hmm. they then the you know then they' they're not spending enough time with their kids so that they start to feel disconnected and then their fitness they don't work out and so they', they didn't, so it's it's the hardest thing and so what I've found is if you can intentionally invest every day, into each of those pillars—faith, family, fitness, and finances. Uh, finances meaning professionally, like learning something new. Uh, you, you you can stay on point. You like you can stay balanced. You can stay thriving. There's no such thing as true balance, but you can you can be making growth and progress in each of the each of those pillars. But it takes daily intentional habits. And so we have faith, which I have two two points, two habits that I do there, which is read the Bible and pray every day, like an intentional prayer. Super simple. So you can start out doing one minute a day of reading. And right now my goal is 30 minutes a day of a really good uh, Bible by John Corson application, uh, Bible I really recommend. And one chapter takes about 30 minutes to read. Uh, and then family, invest in my marriage each day and invest with my kids. Today we have Rise Up Kings Ruck 23 going on. And so I um, I know it's crazy busy. And so I, I took time out though, a few minutes just to connect with my boys. I wrestled with them. I messed around with them just to fill the cup up a little bit
0: because mm-hmm, I knew it was going to mm-hmm. be busy.
1: And then with my wife, I sat down for about 20 minutes in the morning and just connected and just talked with her. Even though I knew I had to do my morning routine, I, I kind of slowed down my morning routine so I could connect with her. And I got my point. I got my point. Like I can, I was intentional. And so just doing that little thing each day. And then in uh, fitness, uh, faith, family, fitness, um, fitness is just work out and uh, eat healthy uh, each mm-hmm. day. So, eat healthy could mean just eating a healthy meal once once in the morning. I usually recommend in the morning because uh, if you eat a healthy breakfast, you're more likely to eat a healthy lunch and dinner. But if you eat a crappy mm. breakfast, it, it play, you're like, oh, I already ate bad. I'm just going to go whatever for lunch. Oh, I'm just going to go grab crab for dinner. But if you, if you were intentional with eating a really healthy meal for breakfast, you're more likely to eat healthy. Yeah. So, it's fitness, right? Exercise and then nutrition are the two points and then, uh, f- um, uh, finances, learn something new and then plan out your day. Those are the two points for, um, so learning a podcast, right? Ned's podcast, or it could be a book, could be YouTube, could be anything. Just learning something new for five, 10, 15 minutes. So you're growing your mind and mm-hmm. improving your mind. And then, uh, yeah. And then, uh, planning a lot of guys don't plan their days out. They're not intentional with their day. So yep.
0: love it, dude. Oh my gosh. Gold guys this is gold right here. All right, so now um I got three hard questions that I'm going to ask you and we'll dig into those for the next few minutes and then we'll wrap up. So a statement that you make in your book is the reason my business isn't where I want it to be and let's also replace that with the reason my family or my household isn't where I want it to be is because I'm in the way. Now, I think we've 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 talked about a few things in here. We got 18 lessons that can help you. But talk to me for a minute. How does a dude get out of the way, out of his own head, to start to show up and build the home or the business that they really, really want?
1: Yeah, it's so true. It's when when we when we change, when we involve and transform our lives, transform around us. It's not when you when you change that, there's a saying, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Like, when you change the way you start looking at something, you, the way, like, if you're looking at your wife as nagging, but you realize it's just a cry for help, that she's just struggling, mm. change the way you look at it, the things you look at change. Your perception of her now just shifted. And so, as we change and evolve and grow, it's the same thing with our business or with our career. Like, we could, it's perspective is everything. And so, as we grow and change, our whole world changes. And then we start treating people differently. Uh, your marriage, like… So many guys come through rock and they're like, "Man, my marriage is you know struggling," or uh, "I want to I want to improve it." And then they think it's it's their wife that needs to change, dude. It's them. As soon as they shift, there. I have story after story where guys are like, "I thought it was her, but man, I shifted so majorly, I changed like the way I operated that like it changed my entire household. Like the kids mm-hmm. are now waking up and working out with me. Like she's working out with me each morning as I started to be more caring and committed and." and focused like so i think i think for guys man we just have to decide to um we have to stop blaming the world and people and business and our job and whatever it is and we have to just say you know what like where do i have some responsibility in this and how like who do i have to a lot of people say hey how do i have a better life i switch the question around to, who do you have to become mm-hmm. to have a better life not not how do you it's always hey how do i build build a successful company how? no no Who do you have to become to run a successful company? You have to become a man of character. You have to become a great leader. You have to become a a boss who cares. Like who do you have to become? And so I think one of the first things is disciplined, a disciplined man, like waking up when you say you're going to wake up and being consistent um, is one of the things that like is very tactical and easy to step into. So it's who do you have to become? So I would start to say not what do I have to go do? But you know what? Looking at looking at inward and saying, you know what? To improve my marriage, who do I have to start showing up as if I was going to really make a major shift in my marriage? And I think that they'll you'll get the answers. You meditate, you journal on it. Who do I have to be? You will get the answer. The answers will come. Um,
0: Dude, that's powerful, man. Because so my next question was going to be, okay, you know, there's dudes listening to the podcast, they might be reading a book, but how do they go actually start to take action? Because they're kind of two different things. Like I could read a book about marriage, but then never actually do anything with it. But you kind of answered my question is just to go start to take action. And I think that the daily habits or committing something to yourself, like I'm going to get up and I'm going to read my Bible and pray for 30 minutes, or I'm going to work out, or I'm going to do something to start to improve upon who Ned is becoming, who do I need to become? And it's cool. So mine, mine, uh, is the captain. So I like design this avatar and this is the man I'm trying to become is the captain. And like, I know what he looks like. I know how he acts. And I'm not I'm not there yet, but there's this guy that I'm pursuing to be and I've defined who he is. And sometimes in the moment, I'm like, dude, how would the captain show up for this, right? He wouldn't show up the way you're showing up, dude. He'd show up like knowing who he is and confident. And then so then sometimes I just jump into that avatar or uh, whatever your persona and that's how I show up. And the more I do that, then the more I actually just show up as that guy, like I become him. So dude, a couple, so. a couple of tactical things
1: on that is yeah. if you anything you want to go do big in life, go go join other people. Go yeah. gain community, right? If you want to go just have some new habits you're building, go grab a couple buddies and say, Hey, do you guys want to start tracking and 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 waking up early and, and doing this together as like a group? right? Or find a group that does that and that lives that way already. Like, so search out a community, search out associations that can make you better. I'd say, do the number one thing of of becoming a better man is tied into associations. It's who you hang out with, right? That's why you got to get a freaking community set up for, and you got a community, but we got to get those guys together somehow in your group because we got a bunch of guys that are growing and learning, you, you know, like Ned's community, right? The guys are listening to this podcast. How can they grow together? You know, and then continue yeah. to thrive together. Like, so I think finding community and, and finding some asso- associations that call you up, that are calling you up to a higher level, is probably if there was one thing, like that's that's going to lead to your success faster than than a lot of other things.
0: Okay, so um, I my next question was the hard one. You led into it perfectly because you know like when you have a hard conversation with somebody, you, you remember exactly where you were walking and how you were, what you were wearing and talking and all this. You and me are were walking in Newport Beach. And I was sharing some frustrations with you and it was a little bit cutthroat how you said it, but it was, you need a different friend group. And it wasn't necessarily like cut out current friends. It was more, dude, if you want to be the captain or whatever it is, this is you got to find other people who are doing that. And you can't just necessarily ask the same people that you've done the same things with for, you know, for however long. And so it was like, damn, because you, and you talk about it in your book, you literally moved, this is pre-Texas, you moved from a town you lived in and grew up in to Newport Beach. And I heard you say like, I moved here so that I wasn't a big fish. I was a tiny baby goldfish. And then it would have to raise me up. So any thoughts around that like, To help a dude go, hey, you're not saying no to your current group of friends, but you are saying yes to, if you don't have a friend that will wake up at five and work out with you or do whatever accountability you're looking for, you're going to have to go expand your network.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you want to be a captain, you got to hang out with other captains. You can't be just a mate on on the ship, man. That's what's so right. That's it's powerful. And I think you've taken that to to heart. Uh, You do have to hang out with other captains. It's just just the name of the game. Um, And so, yes, you'll yes, you'll be the captain of your ship and you'll be with running with other guys on your ship. But like the way you get to the next level and become that is you got to hang out with those people. And so I was, that's been my journey, finding higher level associations. And so, yes, I did have to cut out some friends that weren't serving me, right. Drinking too much, going out partying and just doing a lot of stuff that was kind of pulling me down. And then I had friends that were, Not where I, like I wanted to, I wanted to get to the next level and they weren't there. I'd still hung out with them, but I maybe didn't invest as much time. I wanted Mm -hmm. to go find the guys that, that were focused on their marriage. I wanted to become better men that were, were, were striving like to be the best versions of themselves. And I wanted to go place myself next to those guys and around Mm -hmm. those people. And so I'd hang out with them. I'd call them. I'd ask them if they were down to connect or be, even be my mentor, if they were multiple levels above me. Right. So if you're on the call, you don't have a mentor reach out, reach out to somebody, take a risk. I had to reach out to a guy and say, Hey, will you be my mentor? Actually ask him. It's very awkward conversation. You know, when you ask another man, will you be my mentor? You feel like a little kid, like going on a date or something. It's just really kind of random. (laughs) But, but, but from that, like I got an amazing mentor. Uh, He said, yeah, dude, I'm down. I have no clue really how to do it, but Sure, let's do it. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's. I guess we'll meet a couple times a month. Like, let's. We'll figure it out. And but he, dude. I, I mean, game changing. That relationship changed my life. And so I think finding associations, some mentors. Um, you have to go hunting. You have to go hunting and searching out mm-hmm. those guys.
0: Mm, dude. Okay, so I'm gonna end with this um, question, and we kind of dug into it already. But you know i i, I talked with you, I talked about you're in your own way. Then we talked about your associations your friends who are you spending time with now you talked about this but but really my hope is to light a fire under dudes who are listening right now how much does comfort hold a dude back right like he might be working out right now not pushing himself hard enough he might be driving home from work didn't crush it at work today gonna go home do the same shit he did last night and the night before the night before the night before the night before that comfort, dude, how much does that hold a guy back from being the captain that he wants to be?
1: Mm. Shows up in every, it's a plague. Comfort, dude, I, I, it's a, I'd almost say it's, it's Satan's way of keeping people average. Um, I mean, like straight up. So comfort shows up when you don't want to wake up in the morning and you want to sleep in. It shows up in every freaking area when you don't want to have the hard conversation with your wife or your boss. Or your employee, you're just, you're striving for comfort. You want, you're avoiding pain. So we have a saying, pain is the path, like getting comfortable with pain. I mean, so whatever it takes, like, like we have guys at our event, we just launched, started an event two hours ago and, um, I was out there and, and yeah, we're, we're kind of pushing these guys to start to get comfortable being painful, comfortable Mm -hmm. being in pain. And so what, what does that look like? I mean, dude, it could be taking a cold shower. It could be taking a cold shower for 30 days to kind of start to get comfortable being uncomfortable but, but just know your desire for comfort is stopping you from the growth and being the great man that you're capable of. Like, unless you're willing to go through the pain then you have no chance, you have no chance. You have to be willing to put yourself out there and take a risk and, and, and step into the pain. Um, of or else you won't reach, you won't reach what you're capable of. And so it's a, that's a concept in a, in a, a thought and a principle that is just close to my heart, man.
0: Yeah, dude. So as you share, I wasn't going to share this. It just wasn't, I hadn't even thought about it. But, um, in the rise of Kings event that I went to, uh, you're blind. I mean, you might do things differently now, but the one I was at, I'm blindfolded. I don't know. Can I give, can I say an experience I had there? Is it giving Uh, me away?
1: I go for it. It's all good, dude. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so I I'm (laughs) blindfolded and we show up and I take my blindfold off and I'm, uh, and, and we're at a boxing ring and my initial thought was pff, i look around and i'm like dude you'll be fine you'll be fine right and then i go in long story short i go in <clears throat> and uh realize that the guy that i'm gonna have to fight is like training to be a boxer like even now like i see him online and he's he's he was like Driving to Mexico just to fight other 40-year-old dudes. and so It was either bad luck or it was meant to be is one of those. It was meant to be, bro. It was was meant to be. It wasn't a – in the moment, I felt like, yeah, it'd be like, oh, dude, it'd be cool just to lay a couple punches, feel like a stud. That's not what this this exercise was for old Ned. (laughs) So uh, we get in the ring. I'm not psyched at all. And two minutes is a freaking long-ass time. So anyways, I get punched in the face it's so hard. It probably wasn't that hard, but it felt super hard. And I, and I go to throw my gloves off and I'm like, F this. And I look at Scott. I'm like, F this, dude. I don't, I don't need this. <laughs> and, and then in that moment, Skylar was just like, dude, you have to finish. You will not win everything you do. This is just about finishing. So being willing to be in the discomfort for a much greater cause, like to learn to fail. You don't have to win everything. Learn to fail. If you're winning everything, you are living a mediocre life. You got to be failing a lot. So, dude, that was like such and that lives with me forever. You know, that that mm-hmm. feeling of I want to quit because I'm not winning, um, which leads to last night. So this is a cool little thing I'll share. My daughters really wanted to get into jujitsu. So last night, Presley and I went um, and I was like, I'll do it with you. You know, like I'll, I'll do it, too. Um, and so we're driving together. And she's a winner. And so we're having this conversation together. Like we're both going to go and be the bottom of totem pole. And that's such a rad place to be. And having her wrestle with that was killer. Mm. Killer. And to do it with your kid, you know? So we both watched each other get our, get ourselves. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. It's that's
1: called a uh, champion's mindset right there, dude it's say you guys have developed and you're developing in your kids a champions mindset right mm-hmm. like hey let's go let's go play at the bottom even when we're going to lose even when we're going to fail and let's go fail our way to the top let's go keep working our way up there like that is a straight champions mindset that's like that's a winner's mindset a loser's mindset is hey i'm not going to get in the ring cuz i might lose that's a loser right. that's a loser's
0: <sighs> mindset So then we just do the same thing we're good at forever, right? We never expand our skills because we just always crush it at whatever it is. Um, Skylar, dude, we could rap forever about life, business, family, God. Ah, I love it. I love connecting with you. My energy is so high right now. Um, As we wrap up, anything else about the book? Anything else? Like where can people get the book? Where can people learn more about Rise Up Kings? If that's something they're interested in, Um, give us all the goodies. Love it, man. Appreciate you having me on.
1: Yeah, Rise Up Kings is uh, riseupkings.com. We have a three day experiential event. We have a 60 day virtual experience. And then we just launched our first non business owner event. Uh, mm. We're stoked on that because we get hundreds of applications a month and tons of people asking for uh, the non, hey, I'm not a business owner, but I want to go, I want to go become a better father and a husband. I want to push myself. Um, so we have that. And then, uh, two day CEO, man, my new book launched last week. Amazon number one bestseller, woo woo, super stoked. That I would say the pain and the struggle was worth it. Was worth it. That was a lot. That was a lot of work. Um, So that book is on Amazon, man. So it's on Amazon. Search the two-day CEO. It'll pop right up. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful for anybody that buys it and wants to hear the journey and the and the stories that I tell.
0: Love it. Well, you, whether you own a business or not, I think that this the principles and framework really applies to um, running your household effectively. Mm. So I'd go swoop up on that book. Uh, easy way to go spend twenty bucks and make huge impact in your life. You know, take the principle I took. I went to Skylar's three day event because I knew for pennies on the dollar I was going to get uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of knowledge in in a weekend and. Uh, at a much lower price point. Um, The other thing I'd say is, please, when you go buy a book, when you're supporting another man, father, Christian brother, who's on a mission to make the world a better place, write a review on Amazon because that really helps spread the word um, and get other people to buy into uh, what matters most. And that is showing up and making the most of whatever God put in your path and taking care of that. So Skylar, keep being yourself, bro. Keep being that uh, husband who fights for your wife, fight for your kids, and then share that with the world around you um, and continue to level up men to want to be inspired to do the same thing.
1: Love it, brother. Appreciate you, man, and everything that you're doing. I'm proud of you and grateful to be your friend.
0: Yeah, same. Love it, dude. Well, until next time. What another incredible conversation from a dad who is truly going all out after life not staying comfortable, not settling. I hope you were encouraged through this. Check out Rise Up Kings. Check out the two-day CEO. Pick that up on Amazon. Support a dad who is uh, really working hard to love his family well and then to serve and lead other men to do the same. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. If you haven't already, please take a minute to write a quick review on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast. If you know a dad that would benefit from hearing this conversation, shoot him a text with the link, help spread the word that fatherhood matters. And I look forward to hanging out with you next time.